0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Wattress. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Hey, welcome back to Everyday Revival. Uh, Glad to be back with you again this week. You know, uh, I talked uh, last week about, um, we're still in this series that we've been doing, and I've really enjoyed this. We've been talking all along about expansion and moving forward at all costs. And we've had so many different um, uh, parts of this. But today we'll be ending this, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next uh, next ones we'll, we'll be doing. Um, but when we were uh, ending last week, we ended with a verse. And I'm just going to pick right up here again with it this week, and uh, we'll, we'll get into these things. And uh, just so glad that you're you're uh, enjoying this podcast and getting things out of it. Um, if you're if you have any testimonies from this uh, podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can um, uh, call us here at, at uh, Faith Life Family Church, um, area code 478-971-1270, um, and you can. Um, uh, talk to one of the secretaries here and and leave that that um, testimony with with one of them or uh, you know you can all, all also go on our website at faithi uh which is probably the most modern way there and and just uh, go to uh, on there and you can there's a way to do it on there you can leave a testimony um, but I'm telling you God is moving in people's lives and um, You know, I I think people like to uh, make the devil look big and, you know, always talking about what he's doing. But we kind of here do the opposite. We talk about how big God is, what he's doing, uh, and highlight him. Because when you put your your eyes on him, it makes everything else kind of pale, doesn't it? And uh, it's true that when our eyes are set on him, Uh, He just helps us in so many ways, and he's so good to us. I I know he's helping you in your families and on your jobs and in the days we're living in, because he's good. Um, So we're going to pick up here um, on 1 Corinthians 9. And uh, last time I read it in the New Living Translation, and then I'm going to read it in the uh, Amplified Classic, because I like that, the way it reads. But let's read it here. It says, All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Interesting. Um, does it seem like sometimes you're just you're, you're, you're doing all this action and you're, you're moving and shaking in, in your life and you're so busy, but you're not getting anywhere? That's what Paul's talking about. He says, Look, you're just standing there shadow boxing. Listen to this version of it. Uh, verse 26 in the Amplified Classic, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Actually, I, I started in 25, but it says Therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary, but like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. Listen to that, guys. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to the gospel, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. Man. So he was serious. I mean, last time we were talking about pressing, but this time we're, we're just going to be talking, finishing up here and talking about purpose and uh, going forward. But, I mean, think about that analogy. He said, and he gave us a boxer as the analogy, he says, I buffet my body. Not buffet my body. <laughs> I heard one minister say, I, I buffet my body, and they were kidding. But, you know, no, I'm, that's not what I'm doing. I'm buffeting my body. In other words, I'm treating my flesh harshly, I'm making my flesh. I'm gonna dominate my flesh by telling it what to do. You know, some people they're they're passionate about the things of God, but they get tripped up in an area where they're they're not uh, uh, successful um, in 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 getting through that 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 test or that trial because, they keep on falling over and over again to that same thing. You know what I'm saying, and so they they they're not successful in that area, and so they get disillusioned, and and basically, when you handle your body like that, like this boxer, like he's talking about, he says I handle it roughly. I discipline it with by hardships. Um, if you, I don't know if you've ever even seen boxing training, but these guys, um, I went to see. Uh, we did. We went, uh, watched the, the movie about Muhammad Ali, I, I believe it was. And they were, they were showing all the training that goes into it. And these guys, what they do, they have to be in a certain weight class so, so they eat a certain way to stay, keep their weight, um, you know, at bay because they weigh them in for the different, you know, people that they fight so not only do they do that, but they, they run, they jump rope, they box for hours, you know, they do sit-ups. They're doing all this stuff, and already, you know, I can probably tell that most of you are like, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying to do that. Paul was using an analogy uh, to show us our Christian lives and how we're to treat our flesh. And, and let me just, let me be real down to earth, okay? Our flesh, what does that mean? Well, you know, we all have flesh. We're we're, we're spirit beings. We're born again, right? Our spirit man is alive unto God. But, man, we have our flesh to deal with. And our flesh does not want to get up on a Sunday morning and go to church. Can I get an amen, (laughs) right? I mean, our flesh, right? I mean, even if you're the pastor, I mean, you're like, hello, it's raining, you know. But we say to ourselves, no, flesh, you're going to get up. And you're going to get yourself ready because you love people, and you love God, and so you're going to you're going to go because you know that God get He's pleased when you do that, right? He says, "Don't forsake the assembling together of yourself." So He likes it when we do that. It makes Him happy, and I'm into making God happy. That's that's what I live for, right? And so um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to buffet my body. Um, I'm going to subdue it. I'm going to discipline it. So how about some other examples? How about, you know, well, I I really, you know, I'll I'll give you an example for me. I like Cheez-Its. I mean, I like Cheez-It commercials. I like Cheez-Its. I like going down the aisle and looking Cheez-Its on the aisle because I like the box. I enjoy eating Cheez-Its. But Cheez-Its don't agree with me. I don't, I just, I, if I eat Cheez-Its, it just doesn't go well with me. But man, I really like Cheez-Its. And so I've been in situations where, you know, maybe you like, you like Doritos, you like pizza, whatever. Well, you have to tell your flesh, no. You know, I like coffee. If I, if I could, I would probably drink coffee all day long, but I can't because it's not good for me. Right. So I like, you know, I used to like Coca-Cola a lot. I don't drink Coca-Cola. I drink water, right? Because I know it's it's really good for my body. Water is gonna make is gonna keep me healthy. So just examples of things in our lives. We know what Paul says in another another verse, and we don't have time to go there. He says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. And you wanna like y- you know, you wanna go, uh, right? Like, why am I doing what I don't want to do? Well, you have flesh. And but we ha- we can't excuse it away and say well that's just my flesh you have to like me or leave me uh, no because uh, we're giving t- given tools and given verses like this to help us grow in the things of God so we can grow past these things so we can grow up into the full stature of God right and so I think so many times people excuse their way out of growing in God they excuse them their their way out of you know going forward and pressing because it, it it's too much effort. It, they want to put effort into other things in their life, but they don't want to put effort into that. The problem is is that we have too many baby Christians who just want to be to 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 be taught all the time and then they become fat spiritually because they're not doing anything. And so but God designed us to get we we got born again we're new on the inside. He says, we're new creatures in Christ. He said, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when we become new on the inside, now there's a purpose for our life. Now there's a plan. And that's why Paul said, look, I press, I go forward towards the mark of the high calling. I'm not just, I'm a settling for down here. I'm settling only when I have the high calling. That's another verse. I'm I'm off on this other verse now. But So he said right here, look, I discipline my body by hardships. That's what the Amplified Classic says. So what would that mean? Well, that means that if I had trouble with drinking before I got born again, then I'm going to discipline my body through hardships. I'll give you an example of what I did. Of course, I've shared my testimony all the time, but when when I got new and in, uh, in, in the things of God, and and I was just born again, I knew that if I went into the grocery store, and I walked down that middle aisle where all the alcohol was, I was going to have a problem. Uh, I hadn't uh, uh, mastered that area of my flesh yet. I was born again on the inside, but I my flesh still wanted to drink. I still wanted those things and I desired them. And it wasn't like the desire left my body. I know some people they get I mean I love their testimonies. They they don't want it anymore. They get completely delivered. But it was a process for me. And so I knew for myself I couldn't walk through that middle aisle and or I'm going to I was going to be in trouble. And so I I disciplined myself in in that area I would not go at certain times. I would not hang around the people that I hung around anymore. In fact, I called people when they, that was back even before, like really cell phone, cell phones, you know, where everybody had them. And I remember talking to people on the phone. I said, dude, I can't hang out with you anymore. Not going to happen. Sorry and they're trying to talk you back into it and you know i got the good stuff and i thought no you don't have the good stuff i want <laughs> you know and so i i had to i had to cut off some things and be harsh on my flesh and not go places and not do things and it was it was a challenge but it it, it was it was hard on my flesh but when i did those things it made it easier and easier the longer i went along and i it, it just all of a sudden, it was, it was as if I never had done those things, and God, he helped me. And so that's what Paul is saying. And so he continues to say, I myself, I don't want people to see me preaching the gospel and then turn around and say, but they do those things. He says, I myself, sh- I don't want people to say that I myself should become unfit. I'm not. I can't stand the test. I'm unapproved and I'm rejected as a counterfeit. I mean, how many, how many times, I've heard, and I even put this in my book, Pursuit. I have a story of a girl that I talked to one time, and I was witnessing to her, and she said, "Look, I'll just give you bottom line here," and I like bottom line. I like real. Um, She said, "Look, I'll just tell you the truth. You know, I grew up in church." And I left, you know, when I started dating this guy, and and I'm, I'm not intending on going back. Some of the worst people I knew, were people who were Christians, and they were drinking and doing all this stuff, and they were going to church, and then they were turning around and judging me. And she, you know, and she had a point. I'm not saying she's 100 percent right, but I'm, I understood where she was coming from. And so that's what Paul was saying. He's saying, look, I don't want to have a testimony of my life, where I'm, I'm a counterfeit. I want my life to be real. I want people to look at me and say, "Yep, they're the real deal." I, I, I want what they have, and you know, if that was ever a testimony, that one of my life is that, you know, yeah, Kendall, she's real. You know, Dave, they're they're real. They they're the real deal. And I'm telling you, that's how we live. Is is what, what we're preaching, and I remember one uh, minister saying this one time. He said, "You know, the hardest thing to do for me is to live what I preach, because you get challenged on it, right? So you preach, you're going to be challenged on it. You're going to ha- you have to walk in those things, and there's a higher place that you have to walk sometimes, and, and you're accountable for more." But if you, you know, just in our in our everyday Christian life, this is called everyday revival, right? So we're 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 um, giving these examples for you in your everyday life. So in your everyday life, how are you going to put this verse into action in your life? Well, you're going to take your life every day when you get up and you're going to say, Wait a minute, what does my life look like? Where where am I going? Am I pressing towards the mark? Am I helping my family press towards the mark? Am I looking to you? I, I love, there's a song, and I can't even think of what the title of it is right now, but it's, My Eyes Are On You, My Eyes Are On You. I, that's the lyrics. And um, I, I just, I keep my eyes on him. Listen, when we keep our eyes on him, everything else, he helps us with all the detail stuff. But when, when we take our eyes off of Him and we try to do it on our own, that's when we mess up. And I think that's really basically what we're saying today is keep your eyes on Him. He's the one who's going to help you do these things. He's going he's gonna to help you with your flesh. All you have to do is, is say, you know what, Lord, I keep on failing in this area. I keep on lying. Every time I open my mouth, it seems like I'm telling a lie because that's what I used to do and and you just say I just need your help lord I can't do it I I can't do it on my own and he'll say okay I'll help you I'm here to help that's what the holy ghost is the holy ghost is a helper on the inside and that's what he com- he he comes on the inside of us to do is to help us and so you ask him for help and he comes and helps you what is it what is it that you need help with you might say you know what I'm having trouble with my children you know I, I have my, my child has a learning disability or we're having trouble in our finances in our in our household well isn't he there to help you he's there to help you he's there to help you in everything that you're doing so that you don't run aimlessly you're not running aimlessly in your life and you're like what am what am I doing what have I done this year what have I accomplished I can't look back over 223 and tell you what I've done but when you put him first, you place him in his right place, which is first in your life. You put your eyes on him. You get your, the word out every morning and you say, Lord, I just need you. I just put my eyes on you. I'm asking you to help me and my family. I need help with my kids. I need help in training them and helping them. I need you to help me with me, with my temper, with my, my tongue with talking about people, I keep talking about people and I I feel like I can't stop, and I just just gotten into a bad habit of it and I need you to help me. Come on y'all, he's there for the everyday little things. That's what he's there for, he's there to help you. But you've got to make movement in that area too. You've got to make movement towards God. When you take steps towards him, the Bible says, um, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. I love that verse. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. That's why I love people when, when, they, when they're hungry for God, they'll just come and they'll just come. I like that uh, verse we used to sing when I was little in the Baptist churches, "Say, you know, just as I am without one plea, but that your blood was shed for me. In other words, I'm coming. I'm coming just as I am. I can't fix myself right now, but you're, you're going to help me fix things. You're here to help me, Lord. And, uh, you know, that's just the theme should be the theme of our life is that we're looking to him as our helper. We're looking to him as our strengthener. We can't do it on our own and in our own strength. And he, he's there to help us. Listen, some people, even today, I, I just sense you might be at your wits end. You're like, I'm listening to this as a last, resor- or last resort. I mean, you, you might have just come on this podcast and you had no idea what it was about. You just came across it and you're like, I'm just going to listen to this. You, you might be at your wits end. You're like, I, I can't stand it anymore. I mean, life is difficult and I've got to have a change in my life. Listen, I encourage you today. I encourage you to ask God to help you. He's, he's helping you by, just this, by listening to this podcast today. He's already helped you. By, if you'll just go back and listen to some of these podcasts. He, he's there if you'll pick up the Bible. He's there. He's speaking to you through his word. He's speaking to you through other people. And he has a plan for your life and a purpose for your life. And uh, he, he has answers that he wants to give you and direction that he wants to give you. And you're not hopeless and helpless. And and he's there to help you today. Um, You know, I I like, um, I was thinking about this verse, 1 Corinthians 3.16. And uh, in the New King James, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? In other words, he lives in you. So the Spirit of God is on the inside of you to help you. That's what he's there for. Um, If you read it in the Amplified Classic, it says, Do you not discern and understand that you are God's temple, his sanctuary, his house, and that God's Spirit has permanent dwelling in you, to be at home in you, collectively and as a church also he's in there to be individually don't you understand don't you understand that you are the temple of god and that his spirit has permanent dwelling in you man just when i just when i think on that when i put my mind on that scripture and i start meditating on it god's spirit god of the universe the one who created everything He has his permanent dwelling in me. I'm his house, and he dwells in me. Man, that's awesome. That means whatever I need to draw out, he is peace, right? So if he's in me, then I can draw peace out of me. How do I do that? By just opening up my mouth. Thank you, God, that I have peace. Thank you that your peace, the peace that passes all understanding, will keep my heart and mind in You. I thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord, that I have love. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Thank You that You're in me and the love of God is in me. Thank You that I have the mind of Christ. Thank You that I, I know all things because You know all things and You bring to my remembrance the things I need to know. See, and you start, you start drawing up the help you need from the inside. He is our helper, y'all. He's there to help you, us and whenever we need that help. Well, I believe that this has been uh, a great a great uh, series. I believe that it's helped many of you out there. I want to leave you with this verse today um, just to sum it all up. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. And this is what it says. It says, Enlarge the place of your tent and stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes because you're going to expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. I like this verse because listen, we have been we have been stretching our thinking through this whole series. We have been talking about pressing We've been talking about meditating. We've been talking about um, the book of Acts and how the people in the book of Acts stretch their thinking. We've been talking about going towards the things of God, creating our own relationship with, with him, uh, getting that helper, the helper on the inside uh, to um, work uh, for us. Because he's always there to help us. Amen. And so we're enlarging the place. I know people use this verse for other things, but we're enlarging the place of our tent. We're stretching out the curtains of our thinking, right? This says of your dwellings, but we're stretching. We're lengthening our cords. We're strengthening our stakes. We are stretching out and we're expecting more because Jesus is coming back soon, y'all. He's coming back soon, and he's coming back for a church. That means you, you're part of the church, right? The church uh, as a whole. And he's coming back for ones that we're thinking right. We're going towards the things of God. We're hungry. We're thirsting after righteousness. He said, if you're hungry and you're thirsty for righteousness, you shall be filled. And that's us, y'all. And that's what we're doing. So we're excited about these things. I'm excited about the next series we're going to be starting. And uh, we'll look forward to the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being with us. Again, if you want to reach us at faithlifefamily.com and um, you can see all the different things that are going on here, we'd love to hear from you and just have a real great week. And until next time, uh, live in everyday revival.